This podcast is sponsored by Dollar Eyewear. Activate your auto ego with Dollar Eyewear and start seeing life through a different set of lenses. Shop DollarNightWear.com. Tell them Demetrius Lee and Angela Lee in the Lee Life Experience Podcast sent you. Thank you. Need to activate your alter ego from time to time? Well, maybe it's time to check out Dolan. Now, Dolan is an American luxury sunglass brand founded in 2017 by American designer Mr. Demetrius Lee. So many choices to choose from. The men's style will elevate your swagger and unlock some confidence that cannot be ignored. And ladies, we haven't forgotten about you. Now, when you shop the collection of designer sunglasses from Dolan, you will find finely crafted shades for every occasion. Y'all don't believe me? Just check out the website, DolanEyewear.com. That's D-O-L-L-I-N Eyewear.com. At Dolan, we just want you to see the world through a different set of lens. Shop our collection today, DolanEyewear.com. Hi, welcome to Lee Life Experience Podcast. I want to go ahead and give you a disclaimer. Demetrius and I are not licensed therapists. We are just giving you our perspective of what your topic is and giving you based off our experiences. You will have to hire you a licensed professional or even if you need an attorney, make sure you get the right people for the right category. Listen, but if you would like to get your topics heard and hear our perspective, go ahead and text us now. 833-370-1608. Put relationship in the comment and I'll be sure to respond back. So Demetrius, how you doing today? I'm doing good, honey bunch. Thank you for asking. All right, where you want to take this conversation to today? I think about we need to go to a traumatized. People been traumatized. And carrying it into a relationship when they're not healed. That, that That's correct. That's okay. a good way to put it. All right, let's go. I can. I got some a few things I can add to the conversation. All right, that's what I like to hear. All right, you want me to start off? Yes, ma'am. But just paint the picture for them. Let them know where we going with this hell. Because you know they probably want to like. They don't know they're traumatized now. But when we get through, they should know where I'm in the same situation they're talking about. So give them a. I guess you want to give them a story. I just explain to them what it means by being traumatized. Okay. Also, you know. You know, we all been through stuff. And right now, traumatized to me, you bring it into your life right now, your relationship right now going on. Some of you have your little kid. You're 13. Could be you're six. Could be you be 21. Got it. All right. I'm going to give you the definition of it I had to ask. And to sum it up in my wording, is being traumatized refers to a psychological or emotional response, an individual experience after going through or witnessing a distressing or traumatizing event, a traumatic event. Trauma can be result from a wide range of experiences such as accidents, natural disasters, violence, abuse, loss, and any event that overwhelm the individual's ability to cope. And I'm going to just stop by there that a lot of us don't know that we still suffer from traumatized. Um, things happen to us and I'm saying, uh, and you end up having intense fear anxiety, nightmares, post-traumatic stress disorder, having difficulty concentrating, a change in your sleep pattern, a change in your eating pattern, a change in your lack of representation. That means you just show up any kind of way, not in recognizable uh, representation. And it's making you hard to maintain a relationship, whether it's being business or personal. 
So by that being said, I hope somebody have identified you could be experiencing a traumatic experience. And I'm going to speak for myself. By the age, I was 13. I know I was 13 because that's at the time that my mom and dad had separated. And so you're taking me from a two-parent home to now I'm coming from a single mom. And the dynamic of the family dynamic has changed. I remember this guy being um, in the local area that I was in. He offered to give me a ride. That's number one. I think people, when they say strangers, they keep telling you about the bad touch and, um, and not so good touch. But in elementary school, everybody tell you that it's going to come from a stranger. This man was not a stranger. This person was somebody that I knew. And I knew him from the neighborhood. So nothing told me or warned me that was not okay for him to for me to get in that car in order for him to give me a ride because I was walking from school that day to go home. I noticed that when we got closer to my entrance, he kept going. And when I asked him, I, I remember making eye contact, I'm 13. And he said, oh, I got to go by a friend's house to get something. And by that time, he pulled over on the side of the road, um, down a little dirt road, and he looked at me and made eye contact, immediately scrattled his body against mine, hitting the, re the recliner on the um, on the front seat, throwing me, you know, reclining me back kind of um, fast. And I remember him, I had on a blue jean S-O-Wash dress and a white shirt. And I remember that was a traumatic experience for me that this man, somebody that I knew, was older than me, bigger than me, taking advantage of my little innocent self. Um, when I go in for speaking engagements, I make sure I tell people it was like I had an out-of-body experience that I could see this man, but I was helpless. I was silent. Even though I was crying and trying to fight, I was overpowered. And even with me moving, it threw me into the back seat. And of course, I was trapped because the car was a two-door car. Escort to be, um, those four escorts to be exact. So I didn't go and get help. I lied. Um, and the thing is that abuser kept coming back. And I allowed him to keep coming back because, number one, he threatened me. He told me that he was going to mess with my other people that was in the neighborhood, which would include my sister and two other young girls that was hang with me. So because I was fearful of that, I never told anybody. And even when he finally got caught, even when he got caught up under my bed and he thought it was my ankle, it was my mom's ankle. And she got a broom, her and my granddaddy beat the crap out of him to get him out of there. And he jumped out the window. The thing is, even when they got ready to sentence him, he still found a way. He was at the courthouse at the top um, of that building, and he dropped it down on a piece of brown paper towel, and it dropped down like a leaf right in front of my steps. It was like the time was perfect. Scared the crap out of me, and he said, please do not send me to jail. I will go to jail for a long, long time. Again, this 13-year-old girl, I seen it and got all the way to the courthouse, and I had to go ahead and tell my mom that I let him in. I lied to cover him just because I was scared and fearful. So with all that being said, I didn't know I was bringing it into a relationship.
you know, no, I never did get healing at that time because it was a traumatic experience. I never really told anybody. Uh, I suffered in silence. And only till I seen him, you know, hanging around my family. And I feel like he possibly did it to the other ladies, but nobody, we never talked about it. So Demetrius, by you being with me for such a long time, is I have transitioned from a younger girl into a woman. Um, do you feel like you have um, experienced or identified some of my traumatic experiences? The effect of what I have been through? Yes, I, I did. At, at the time, so you didn't tell me that, but I can tell you how you was acting when I was trying to get close to you, like you was timid all the time around me. Made me feel uncomfortable, like something was wrong with you. And I couldn't figure out why. Was, I ain't did nothing to you yet. I ain't messed with you, but you was always just timid. That's what I can use at the time when I'm, I'm talking about when I first met you. And, you know, before we got really, really close, I just, I knew someone right. Some, someone right with you. Yeah, well, like I say again, I didn't seek therapy, so I just learned how to suppress it. And I feel like uh, women and men, you know, because men can be traumatized. Um, go through it and they don't know how to identify it. So, Demetrius, have you ever been traumatized or had an experience that traumatized you? Yeah, I have. You know, when I was a younger man, I mean, a little boy, I ain't no man, I mean, a little boy, my mama traumatized me. And I, you know, no kid, this is wrong with me. My mama loved me and she still do love me. But I was a bad child. I wasn't playing to people. I was awful. I wasn't the average child that you could talk to, say, sit down, Demetrius. I'd be a good little boy. No, I'm going to try you. And, you know, and my daddy was on the child, so he wasn't, he wasn't big on whooping kids at the time. But my mama, she kind of like took the role of his role and her role. So when I was, like I said, I was real bad and doing an awful thing, you know, awful thing. Thing that y'all, the kids, you wouldn't think of to do today, but I was doing it. And she would beat me. And she, had, I, you know, I ain't understand what she's doing, but she, she beat me. She put me in time out of the room, shut the door on me, cut the light off, you know, tell me it's a rat in there, you know, stuff like that. It kind of traumatized, it, it traumatized me, mm-hmm. you know, and I just remember her doing that to me and beating me like that. And when I got older, you know, first I got kids now. So what you think I'm gonna do? I already cut my kids' butt and tear them up. But fortunately, I, I didn't do that, but I was ready to do. I was ready. And my mama, like, we talked about it. Me and mama talked about it. And she, you know, she, like I said, she didn't mean to do that. But she had to because I was too rough. And she didn't take control of me. I love being in jail and been dead right now. Like I say, I knew I was a bad child. But at the time, like I say, that stuff traumatized me. And I got older and it still bothered me. Sometimes to the day, I think about it. When I did it with kids, not being a grandpa, being a daddy, I get aggressive. I had to catch myself. So that's that's part of my story right there. What I hope people get from uh, this episode is being how to do a self-evaluation. A lot of us don't do it. A lot of us um, are not aware. You know, unconsciously we don't realize we bring we can complain about other people but we're not looking to make sure we are completely healed and i'm saying it even for me when i have dealt in relationships but other relationships 
that I was taking one thing on into another one because but in order for a therapist to help you, you have to be able to be number one, come clean. Number two, be able to willing to dig deep and heal. You know, and I think a lot of us we carry in our own relationship to the next and we haven't properly healed. So thank you for sharing. I'd like to add to that, and you know, what you're talking about relationship. And I want everybody to listen. I know they're gonna probably say, you know, what are you talking about? I want y'all to think. Listen to what I'm saying to you. You probably been a little kid, been traumatized. Maybe you saw your maybe your mama beat you. Maybe your mama did drugs around you. Maybe your daddy molested you. I don't know. Oh, you know, but something happened to you when you was a little kid. Now you're in a relationship with this man and you saw your mom and daddy fight. So all the matter you with this man, you you think it's normal to fight with a man. Of course, this man ain't with that. His mom and daddy didn't fight. So he's looking at you like, what's wrong with you? Why why are you I mean, we talking, we arguing. But why do you want to fight? So that's the one case of traumatized. You could, like, you got raped, you little girl. Like, you know, like sexual molested. Okay, then you get older. You see a little kid, you do the same thing. What happened to you? See that that stuff still follow you. Mm-hmm. You got to fix that. That's traumatized. You've been you've been traumatized, you carrying it with you everywhere you go. So anybody listening to this podcast, someone on your life, you're a little kid. Now you're doing the same thing with having you, you need to get help. Don't run from them. talk to somebody. Go get you some help. I can, you know, I can I can advise you and tell you who to go see, but you need help. You need to talk to somebody and get that fixed. Cause I ain't no licensed therapist. Wish I would, I can help you like that, but I need you to get some help. Go talk to somebody that can fix you because you make your it make your marriage better. Relationship with your kids better. With your mama. So, you know, I just want to pass that on with Angela, you know. I probably got some more to add to it, but just go ahead and let me let you handle Gonna take it on for him. I'll come on back in later. Okay. Yeah, well, I just <laughs> piggyback off what you're saying because being in a traumatizing situation, you don't know. Traumatizing situations are just like depression. You don't know you're there until somebody help you acknowledge it. And if you want to be set free, if you want to know what can I do, because where I am is not a good place. And if you want to go higher, if you want to experience um, the abundance, and I'm saying it, when you scroll down social media and you can't be happy for nobody, you can't be happy for people who get married, uh, new relationships, a new house, or the husband or something, um, or, you know, any kind of accolades. And you cannot be happy for them genuinely without you having to be, you know, to tell your story or to being able to take some of their thunder away then you need to go and get help. And it could be because you haven't been properly loved. You know, Demetrius said all the time when I say, do you love me? And what do you say, Demetrius, when I ask you, do you love me? I tell you, stop asking me that crazy question. You remember when love, <laughs> you were, somebody didn't tell you they love you as a little kid. Somebody was didn't tell you that. Yeah, that's what that's what he said. But um, I knew my mom loved me. I knew my dad loved me. But sometimes it's something called your love tank and your love languages. A lot of us don't know what our love languages are. Um, but it's a book. You, know, you all know I know a lot of books. Um, it's a book called, I think it's the five love languages. But I get it for the next clip. I get the name of it. I just want to say, mama, mama told me one time, you know, she, she always tell me she loved my mama. I always... Right to the day. She said, I talked to her. She said, I love you. I hand the phone. I love you, Mitchie Lee. 
Demetrius Antonio. She told me she loved me. And I asked her one day, why did you always tell me you love me? She said when she was a little girl, her mama and daddy never told her that love to her. But she said she know that love to her. She knew for a fact that love to her, but they showed her love, but they, they didn't tell her. They didn't verbalize it. Got they it. verbalized it to got her. It, yeah. And so she, she told herself, she ever have a kid, she going to make sure her kid know. She going to show him love, and she going to tell him she love him every day. And thank you, mama. Thank you, Kathleen Lee. She tell me every day. She told me this morning, Demetrius Antonio Lee, I love you. And, you know, and I pat, think about it now. She did me like that, and I took it on my kids. I tell my kids the same thing. I tell my son, my daughter. You tell your son you love him? Yeah, I tell him I love him. I don't tell him much that I probably should, but I tell him I love him. I always tell him I love him. I always but, do. But I think that's something that everybody could um, practice because, you know, again, um, I remember Demetrius, um, I'm talking about Junior now, uh, he was telling me, he said, oh, um, her family don't do all that hugging mama. And I said, sometimes you have to set the culture. And by setting the culture, meaning that if you know, and this woman, if you in a relationship, whoever you in a relationship with, if your love language is that you have to have love notes, you can mold and set the culture and set the environment for that person to do that, if that's what it takes for you. And I'm saying that even for Demetrius, he already know my love language of what it is that I want. So he already know, you know, I'm a roses girl. He know he sent me a rose and I don't even have to have a whole bouquet. Even if he go to the store and get me a single rose, roses is my love language. So being able to identify those love languages are things that is traumatizing to you to help you not go through a trigger. And you have to be compatible with somebody who's saying, hey, um, you know, let's, let's, let's help you deal with this. Because Demetrius, um, you remember when the R. Kelly situation came up and you left me on the sofa? Yes. Can you tell them a little bit about my reaction? Yeah, I started reminiscing back when half stuff you did in the past. It started bringing it back to your attention. And I told you, get out of there. You know, you want the TV store. That ain't built for you. Yeah, that's what So you all, I know, I know you all thinking like TV, but I'm just telling you some episodes. I Well, I don't watch TV. You know, I haven't watched TV in like years. If, you know, if you, he called me in there to look at something, but. I don't even have a TV <laughs> over here in my Airbnb. I don't, um, a TV is not something that I go and get because I don't have to have it. But I would, what he's saying is that even on that had that traumatic experience, he immediately thought, oh, that must be a time when you was doing your infidelity in G. And I was like, no, he didn't. He was thinking of the surface. He didn't think of the underground and the root. And then only until I told him, I remember those things being done to me. I remember that bad touch. I remember that com being confined. I remember can't get up. And because I, that happened to me, I relived it in my 40 something years old. I revealed, re relived what happened to me at 13. So that 13 year old young lady, she still was crying out. So some of you all, if you don't get help, no matter what age you was, and no matter what age you're growing to, you still gonna have that little girl in you that cries out that when she was helpless. And you have to seek medical attention. I mean, professional. Do not go confiding in friends. Go and lay on somebody's sofa to get you some 
Again, the disclaimer, Demetrius and I are not licensed therapists. We are just giving you our perspective and I'm telling you about what happened to me. And can't nobody tell you how to tell your story but you. So seek you some experience if you're ready to deal with it. If you're ready to deal with it, and I know it might sound ugly, and I know people might blame you or shame you, but if it's your truth, you stand on it, and you being able to look that devil in the eye, and I'm telling you, I had to go. So on our next clip, we're going to give you some coping mechanisms, things to help and tell you how I was able to move forward. Hi, everyone. I hope you have enjoyed this episode so far. You are here with the Lee Life Experiences. And remember, if you want to get your topics discussed or get our opinion or our perspective, join us at Texas at 833-370-160. Need to activate your alter ego from time to time? Well, maybe it's time to check out Dolan. Now, Dolan is an American luxury sunglass brand founded in 2017 by American designer, Mr. Demetrius Lee. So many choices to choose from. The men's style will elevate your swagger and unlock some confidence that cannot be ignored. And ladies, we haven't forgotten about you. Now, when you shop the collection of designer sunglasses from Dolan, you will find finely crafted shades for every occasion. Y'all don't believe me? Just check out the website, DolanEyewear.com. That's D-O-L-L-I-N, eyewear.com. At Dylan, we just want you to see the world through a different set of lens. Shop our collection today, DylanEyewear.com. Everyone update. We got a new segment coming up on the podcast like every Sunday at um, 7 o'clock, 7 p.m. We got this subject called Come Clean Sunday. So you want to vent, stuff one in your life, I want you to come clean about it. You know, you want to just get it off your chest. You've been holding it back. You're hiding from you hiding from people that that you know you no more. You no longer talk to them no more. Y'all ain't friends, but you just want to get it off your chest. Yeah, yeah, I did what you said I did, but I didn't want to tell you at the time. So I, I went on. I'm gonna tell you now. Yeah, I did it. And what you gonna do about it? It is what it is. We over done. We done anyway. Let's move on. So it's called Come Clean Sunday. It's gonna be called Come clean Sunday every Sunday night at 7 p.m. But it's like I say we really ain't got a time limit on it right now because we're getting everything legalized with the podcast. So it might be two, three weeks, but it's gonna come on every Sunday night at seven o'clock on YouTube. Come clean Sunday. So if you want to come clean, text this number 833-370-1608 and text clean. All right. Angela, I want to add something to the last topic we we're talking about. Yes. And, um, you know, I traumatized. And I've been in a few episodes, I think I told one of my mama, but I have seen people that have been traumatized. They didn't know they were traumatized. And, you know, and I dipped with this lady, and she was in a bad, abusive relationship. You know, but I guess her and the dude fought all the time. They had this aggressive relationship. And he whooped on them pretty good. And she whooped back on him. Both of them fought, you know. So, but, you know, she came to me in my life at the time. Cause I ain't with that mess. Don't get me wrong, y'all. I ain't no saint. Cause I used to fight my wife right now. I used to fight with her, but I had quit all that. But this young lady came came into my life, and every time we have a conversation, like a debate, and my voice get loud, the that meant it's time to go. She ready to fight. I'm like, whoa, 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 calm down. I ain't trying to fight with you now. I'm just telling you where I feel about the situation. But the that meant it's time to scrap. 
Cause her and that gentleman before I came alone, that's what they did. So she was traumatized. She don't know she was, but she was. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, she needs to get help with that. Uh, I'm, I'm, I want to think that she got it fixed, uncontrolled. Cause we was young at the time. We was young, but uh, that was a crazy situation I was in. Another time I got traumatized. One of my best friends lost his life. We was in a spot one time, and they got the organ and stuff, and some guns came out. He got shot in my car. I ain't never seen nobody die in front of me at that time. You know, and me and my clothes, we're good friend. And that traumatized me. I mean, that took me a long way in my life. You know, every time I see people get the organ, you know, first instinct, I want to run. And until the day, I'm still like that. You know, I ain't, it might be just having a debate, but like that girl I'm telling you about, when she has somebody organ, she ready to fight. So when I have people organ, I think they want to shoot and fight. So I leave. I can't be around that kind of man. You know, traumatized. My friends just say we go out to clubs and party, and I see people get the organ. I I leave. They say, "What you leaving for?" I say, "Man, something to hell." Why? Why you think that? I, say, I just know it. I can tell. A lot of time I left, they call me later on that night. Man, you're right. They got the shooting out here. They got the fight. But because I was traumatized, when I see that hell, I would take off. And to the day, I still do it. You get to argue with me, and I see you getting loud and violent. You might just trying to, you might talk loud like I do. I'm a loud talking person. Well, if somebody do it to me, it, it scared me. I got to go because I think somebody's going to get shot or pull a gun out. So that kind of traumatized me. So, answer all that, I said all that. I just wanted to give an example to everybody, but I know you've been traumatized. I mean, what did you do to get help for your traumatized? I mean, I mean what you did to, to fix that problem? I'm, I'm, I'm curious, Carl. I ain't never got no help of mine, but I just dealt with it and prayed about it, asked God to take it from me, you know. That's all I knew how to do. But I think you said you got some help one time. I mean, what did you do? Yeah, well, your first indicator is that you identified it. So long as you identified it and you know there is a lot of things that we're going through or the experience that we experience, we don't know the name of it. We suppressed it, like what you said you did. And then you said, oh, I just pray about it. That is one of the number one thing that the black church, black people, not all, but a majority of them, we don't see, we got such a stigma on mental health. We got such a stigma on therapy. And I hope and pray that people, um, you know, be more open to laying on somebody's sofa. Um, I see my therapist, um, I see her through Zoom, uh, and it's called cognitive therapy. It's different kind of therapy out there. Um, they have pet therapy now. But what I did is I hired me a therapist. I hired a professional. Um, I, I did suppress it, number one. That's how I dealt with it. And I act like it never happened. And only until I was writing a book. And when I had to talk about it, that experience, I froze. I could not get past, you know, because I blamed myself, like, why did I get in that car? You know, why didn't I know the continue walking? Why did it happen? I keep replaying it over and over and over. So which lead to even more um, traumatic experience, because now you're fearful. Now you start looking at everybody out the side eye. Um, so number one that I did, I did go to church and I still didn't really kind of talk about it because it was taboo. I didn't want to get blamed. I didn't want to get shamed. And a lot of us don't tell our truth 
Demetrius, because we are afraid. We don't want nobody to look at us, you know, and I'm saying it because it was some other situations that I put myself in um, that I never told anybody is because being young and when people look at you and they, you know, they already form a judgment. But so once I went to church and, you know, doing the church thing, but again, a lot of people suffer from church hurt, so they don't always run to the church. So you have to be mindful of that because people in church don't hurt them or, you know, make them feel like an outcast. Hiring a therapist helped. I started journaling. A lot of people don't know what journaling is, but journaling is when you write down your thoughts. And if you have to get it out, you know, without just talking to people, because this is what people have to realize, and I'm saying it because I used to do it. We have friends that we're no longer close with, and you're allowing them to hold your secrets. And now they holding you hostage because you can't say anything really bad about them because you don't know if they're going to be able to um, repeat it. What they say, a listening ear is a running mouth. It's attached to a running mouth. And it's true because, I mean, that I can be friends with you today, but guess what? My friends got friends. Oh, let me tell you what happened to Angel. Let me, and so that's why people don't go and tell the truth. But number one, a hire a therapist. Two, journaling, and three, learn how to do self care. A lot of us don't do massages. A lot of us don't, you know, have um, any alone time. You know, I remember a friend of mine. She had, you know, posted about going to the movies by herself or going out to eat by herself. Uh, and I think that was one of the homework assignments that the retreat on the spiritual retreat that I go on every year. Um, that's what they talked about, you know, being, you know, going, you know, by alone. And some people was like, they were so fearful. And I take for granted because I have been doing it. But some people, Demetrius, they are scared. They are traumatized on being, they cannot make a decision. They have to have a co-signer. They can't decide what clothes they're going to wear. They can't decide what car they gonna buy, they can't decide what house, they can't decide, you know, the relationship because they are used to somebody co-signing off their decision. Code they need somebody else to, you know, codependent to live. So that would be my number one thing. A therapist, um, you can either pay them if you have insurance, you can do insurance, but if not, they do have um a website. And I think by the time this air, I'll be able to get that psychology website and add it into the description the um show notes that way you can click on there and find you a therapist and every therapist ain't right for you being able to find one that you feel like you relatable to talk to you you know she don't she can or she cannot or he cannot look like you but being able to make you relatable where they don't make you feel like you um crazy and Demetri, do you have anything to add yeah uh, first i want to add this all this podcast is sponsored by Donald and i well Start saying life through a different set of linens. Dollarnowwear.com. Go purchase your pair of dollars and start saying life through a different set of linens. Tell them Demetrius Lee Angela Lee sent you. <laughs> hey, um, you know, you listen to this podcast and you and you're always angry. You got anger in you and your heart. And you don't know why you're mad. You mad, you I mean you're mad at your spouse, you're mad at your kid, you're mad at your coworker, you're just mad at life. That's a good sign you've been traumatized somewhere. You need to go check out and see why you mad like that. You shouldn't be angry like that. You should be happy. Life is a privilege to live. Yes. So you mad and just mad at your son, you mad at your daughter, your husband, your wife, your mom or daddy. 
For no reason. I mean, it might be because they uh, ate too many tater chips. And you mad about that? <laughs> Something wrong with you. You need to go talk to somebody, a therapist somewhere, and let them, let them background your check when you was a child, and they'll find what's wrong with you while causing you to be like that. I'm telling you, you can get help. So just, you got to know the sign first. You got to want to help. You can't say, well, ain't nothing wrong with me. What he talking about? He don't know my business. Now, I ain't got to know you. know your own business. You know good way you ain't got been mad and angry and hateful to people. Something wrong with you. God ain't be you to get, be you to be like that. I'll be a hateful person. I'll be nasty, evil, have evil thought. You've been traumatized somewhere in your life. Trust and believe that. Yeah, I got some notes I want to share. Um, traumatic insights, you know, because again, on the first um, episode, we talked about traumatic, and a lot of you may be wondering, like, how do I know this is happening to me? Some of you are still experiencing, um, you know, traumatic experience from abuse, you know. That was a traumatic experience. You know, those things you just can't, you know, forget and you continue to have those patterns and behaviors. So patterns and learned behavior, that means you continue to do the same thing over and over and over and you will not let it go. Being able to avoid the truth, you know, if you did it and because of your actions, somebody suffered the consequences from your actions. It's just like you was in a car accident and somebody, you did it. You know, and I'm saying even for me, I was in a car accident and I, the one back to call up, I hit the girl. I did that. It was hard. That was hard for me to take. So yeah, I could be in denial about it, but I was the one that was driving the car. I was the one that was backing up. So avoiding the truth, being in denial. A lot of us are in denial. We want to blame somebody else for our actions. Aggressive behavior. That means you want to be you want to be the boss everywhere. You want to be the sign of a narcissist. You know you want to be the signs of a man manipulator. But you have aggressive behaviors and you put that on everybody. Nobody really wants to be around you. They'll tolerate you, but no. At the end of the day, you find yourself by yourself, blaming people. Get you a therapist, spiritual counseling, and let me make sure you know I say that I go on a spiritual retreat. It was good for me to be around like-minded women, not people who just gonna talk about me, but like-minded people who everybody was there had their own issues. So it was no need for nobody to talk about, oh, and here, she talking about her um, cheating on her husband. Cause guess what? They had some issues there. They were stuck, even though they, you know, you don't have to worry about nobody counting on, you know, your mishaps. Journaling, learn to master being alone. Learn to love yourself. If you learn to love yourself, Demetrius said all the time, what's your favorite saying, Demetrius? <laughs> you say you love yourself. I, I love myself. I love <laughs> Demetrius and Antonio Lee Senior. <laughs> I'm telling you, you ain't got to tell me you love me. I'm obsessed with myself. <laughs> <laughs> you all, he's not lying. He said, when you walk in a, when you walk in an establishment, what do you think? I own the place. I walk in a restaurant, I feel like I own it. I own, that's, that's my restaurant today. So, hey, hey. listen, you can call a big ego, but that's one of the things that, that um, I know that Demetrius have. He has that big confidence. And have you seen a plus size, you know, lady, and you looking at like, I'm too big to show my, you know, you might not be as big as her, but she's going to come and she's going to own the room. That is because of confidence. She have mastered loving all her flaws. She done mastered it. She ain't trying to cover it up. She got confidence. 
So don't. What you trying to say? You trying to say I love my flaw? I, I talk too fast. Yeah, you you, you don't mind people <laughs> criticizing you. Oh, Demetrius, you talk like a chainsaw. I don't understand what you say. Call me a German, all kind of. Yeah, like, I mean, they, they think you are African, you yeah. know. But he has mastered that. That even when people critic, not me, I be cringing like, why are you talking about my husband? And Demetrius, you know, he don't care. He does not. He don't let it internalize. And that's what the therapist told me, Angie. Quit internalizing those things that when people say something about you quit you know internalizing it you carrying it so coping yeah. just being able to get you build you some positive coping mechanisms and being able to change your circle of influence the, the saying is you are who you what demetrius hang around that's right so you are who you hang around and we're gonna leave on that note and we just want to tell you thank you so very much and get your topics heard 833-370-1608 and put relationships in comment and be looking forward to it. That if you want to be, Demetrius got that new episode that's coming up and it's going to be fire. What it is, Demetrius? Come clean Sunday. All right. And what's yeah. the text word? Clean. Clean. Hey, yeah, you ready to come right. clean? <laughs> All right. It's the same number, 833-370-1608. If you want to get something up of your chest and like Demetrius said, you want to come clean, go ahead and type clean in the relationship comment. I mean, in the <laughs> message box. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I hope you have enjoyed this episode so far. You are here with the Lee Life Experiences. And remember, if you want to get your topics discussed or get our opinion or our perspective, join us. It takes us at 833-370-1608 and put relationships in the comments. Need to activate your alter ego from time to time? Well, maybe it's time to check out Dolan. Now, Dolan is an American luxury sunglass brand founded in 2017 by American designer Mr. Demetrius Lee. So many choices to choose from. The men's style will elevate your swagger and unlock some confidence that cannot be ignored. And ladies, we haven't forgotten about you. Now, when you shop the collection of designer sunglasses from Dolan, you will find finely crafted shades for every occasion. Y'all don't believe me? Just check out the website, DolanEyewear.com. That's D-O-L-L-I-N-Eyewear.com. At Dolan, we just want you to see the world through a different set of lens. Shop our collection today, DolanEyewear.com. Hi, welcome to the other edition to the Lee Life Experience Podcast. And remember, don't forget to text us. So, Demetrius, we talked about a traumatic experience. We talk about how to heal from a traumatic experience. Now, I want us to talk about when the bus stop. When is it time for me to get off this rodeo? I've been dealing with it. Um, I'm putting myself in harm's way, as you call it. Um, I'm putting myself in situations and it's getting dangerous, but I am, I can't get off. So, you know, and I know this is going to be a sensitive subject, but I feel like if we really want to help the people, we got to go in, down that line of abuse. We got to go on domestic violence. So let's get it. Okay. You took my word. Let's get it. Hey, getting on the bus and getting on the bus and getting off the bus. First, I'm going to start myself. I can't talk about nobody until I talk about myself. That's where I do things around here on the lead life experiment. When I was a younger man, I used to fight with women. I used to fight my wife you're looking at right now. I used to fight with my other friends for my wife. You know, I didn't know what I was doing. I was letting my emotion get the best of me. I was hitting women, smack them around. They hit me. I hit them back. Even though I was a man, but I shouldn't have knew better. So 
the women should have got the bus with me. They should have got my bus, but they stayed with me. And I kept whooping their ass and fighting, screaming my language. But I did, you know. I ain't proud of nothing I'm saying. But I can't not sit here and talk about nobody else in this world. This is the podcast and let them know I did it. I was that man. No, they ain't not, but I'm saying I was that man. I was like 17, probably two. I got about 26 off and on fighting with women. You know, they were ready to fight with me. They was aggressive. You know, you know, I could have been better, made a better decision, but I didn't. So I did it. So now I'm going to get to the point when I'm getting there. Now it's 2023. And, you know, I didn't know they're still gone, but some women still getting that butt whooped out here. With men whooping women. I mean, men jumping on women. Some women jumping on men. And, uh, and ladies who had this podcast, I don't know if you're getting abused, mental abuse, or you're getting physical abuse. But I'm going to tell you, that's one thing. Now, I try, I try to keep people together. I advise everybody, you know, just work through it. Because, you know, most things you can get through it, communication. Because everybody say things they shouldn't say. I've been that person too. But when the licks get when people start throwing licks, the first time I'm going to tell you, you get off that bus. So I don't know who here listening to this podcast. If you're a woman or a man and you're getting beat on, abused by your spouse or your girlfriend or boyfriend, it's time to get off the bus. Everybody can't ride your bus. It's just like fruit on your bus. You can let them ride with you. You know, you take them with you. But, you know, through your life, you're going to pick people up and you're going to drop them off. But you got somebody whooping your butt, you got to make a pit stop right now when you hit this podcast. Let that joker off that bus. I let him or she off. Because something will happen. You're going to end up getting killed. I've been in a case of that too. Two of my best of my friends, they lost their life. It's a domestic violence. You can't be out there fighting. He going to quit. That ain't love. He love me. That's why he doing it. No, he don't love you. You making a fool of something. Fool at yourself. You're going to get hurt. So I advise y'all ladies or men who ride on that bus with this person right now, please get off that bus. Get off right now. If the podcast play you right now, you had, I want you off that bus and you get on another bus. Get on your shuttle across town, but get off that <laughs> bus. I'm telling you, man, something going to happen. Somebody's going to end up dying. Are you going to jail? So you got, you know, like people need, because who are whooping your butt? He been traumatized or she been traumatized. Ain't nobody beating on nobody like that unless they're going to see somebody do that. And watch somebody do it. And they told themselves, I won't be that person, but they end up being that person. You know, now where I got that fighting from, my mom and dad ain't fighting from me. But with the hell, my mama made me aggressive. I was an aggressive man. So when somebody came up to me who wanted to scrap, or I thought, they didn't want to scrap. I like this person I'm talking about, this female I'm talking about. I was that person one time. So I read a scrap. But you know, but some, some, you know, somebody who's doing it right now, Get you some help. Any man that's putting the hand on a woman right now, you need some help. Something wrong with you, dude. I don't, 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 don't look past that. I'm not talking about you. I told you I did the same thing. I got help. I talked to people. I went to a counselor. You got to get some help. You can't keep doing that because you're going to hurt somebody go to jail. I mean, I want you to feel me when I'm talking to you. It's coming out the heart, man. Or she, whoever it is, I did it. I ain't talking about you. I did it. But I got help, too. And look at me now. You, you can't, I can't bang my finger, even harder punt my fan at my wife. I ain't fighting no woman. And, and girls listen to this podcast who dealt with me. They gonna tell you, no, I, I ain't lying. I ain't put my hand on no woman. And years, I'm talking about last time I touched a woman, scrapping with her. I was in my 20s. I'm 52 now. 
So you know, them days gone. Stop hundred bunches. It's a, it's a touch of surgery. I, I know. See. I, yes, ma'am. But it's a touch. I, I hate to see men do that. That just burn me up. How can you say you hate that when you used to be one of them? Is it because you couldn't grow maturity? Yeah, I came out of it, but you know, I'm seeing men in their forties. I'm on fifty doing that, man. You know, I ain't had no excuse in my twenties. I ain't got no excuse. But Lord, I came out of it. It got to be something. Man, it's 2023. Who gonna mind? Wearing a white beater, smacking women around now. Who doing that mess, man? Come on now. Tighten up now. Unfortunately, it is it's true. Um, and I'm gonna I, I'm I'm gonna add to that. And ladies, and, and by no means am I taking up for the what Demetrius did, you know, because um when I go home for class reunions, they remind me. When I talk to old classmates, they remind me, oh, what Demetrius did. And you all from Black Eyes on down, it happened. And I could, the only thing that I can say, that even with that, when, they, when people will say, why do you stay with an abuser? Why did you stay? You know, and a lot of people are not happy that Demetrius and I, you know, got back together because they kept saying, Angie, you were doing so good without him. You know, why would you want to go back? He did you, you know, this way. I can tell you growth, you know, since Demetrius and I have been back since 2017, he has never put his hands on me. Not in a playful way, not in no way. And I'm just letting you all know, I am not going to tolerate that, period. When I was younger, I'm saying there was a mutual agreement. When you know that's the environment, you end up fighting and that's what you do. Demetrius just, you know, told you about, you know, one of his former friends that because that's what was the dynamic of their relationship, she was ready to fight all the time. So because Demetrius and I, that's what we were doing, I was ready to fight all the time. So even if he didn't want to fight, I wanted to fight. It was nothing for me to go blow to blow. Nothing. You know, his mom little tell me, well, you wasn't scared of him. Nope, I sure wasn't scared of him because we are women, not all of us, can be the man. I'm not talking about all, again. But I should have lived. When Demetrius talking about getting off the bus, I should have looked at myself, knew my value, and being able to say, you know, I'm worth more than my face to be like this. You know, and this is like when I was young, 16 years old, everybody getting ready for the prom, I was putting makeup on, bruises. So I'm just telling you, and people are not going to let you forget it. No matter how much you done matured, Demetrius is not unmatured, they still going to remember those places. So if you find yourself in a domestic violence relationship and you feel like you love them so much, so much that it can kill you, I'm asking you and pleading you, go to your shelter. Go ahead and get you some professional help. Again, disclaimer, Demetrius and I are not licensed therapists, but we can refer you to somebody. I used to volunteer. I took the abuse that was, had happened to me, and I started volunteering to go speak for the Meg House. I went to big Meg House where shelter women. And you seeing women of different walks of life, you don't know what abuse look like. Different walks of life. You was white women, black women, old women, older women, young women. Some of these ladies, ladies, y'all need to learn how to be self-sufficient. Some of you all have messed up the mentality, and you count on a man to do everything. You don't know how to go in grocery shop. You don't know how you don't have no credit. You know, you have a, been codependent on him that you don't even know how to get out here and civil, do anything in civilization for yourself. If you don't know anything else, I want you to learn survival. That's what I had to learn. 
Demetrius was, was the one with the credit. Demetrius was the one that put me in a nice home. Demetrius had me living in the suburbs. And behind closed doors, you already know, those of you who know, I already know, you know, what was going on. He had the nice cars. I'm talking about from Lexus, it's Jaguars. And we, we connect the materialistic for love. And Demetrius just said, that don't mean nobody love you putting their hands on you. So I want you all to see whatever shelter, whatever psychological, being able to help you identify. Because like Demetrius said, he wasn't always the aggressor one. Sometimes I initiated some of the outcomes and situations that Demetrius is in. And ladies, I know some of you all, y'all quit to, you know, put your hands on a man. You think, oh, he ain't going to hit me back because he's a man. Now all men take it. Some of the men go toe-to-toe with you, and you find yourself. And I'm, I'm saying I remember I had um, some close friends, and guess what? The lady kept antagonizing and antagonizing till he jumped on her. Guess what? Now he got criminal domestic violence, and he's a good, humble guy. Good, humble guy. But she kept doing it, kept doing it. I'm not saying, you know, that's the correct way to handle it. Never. And I just want to also share those people who know I had a very, somebody very close to me, my family member, take somebody life. You don't want that always to be the end sign. But unfortunately, if you keep going down that road, disaster does happen. And you can't get that time back. If you, if you don't believe me, just go and pull up any, any prison you want to and just type it in. South Carolina. Georgia, California, look how many people's in. Men and women. Go to women prison too. Cause there's some women, Demetrius, they're hardcore. I did I took some girls down there, um, scared straight program. And these women, they did not care. They going hardcore. So you all be mindful of the situations you put yourself in. It is a thing called harm way. Demetrius used to always tell me that. Demetrius, what exactly does putting yourself in harm way mean? Put yourself in a hard way. You put yourself in a situation that you know that you shouldn't be in. It gonna say I know a girl. She violent. Now I know this woman violent. Why am I gonna deal with her? Put myself in a hard way. Cause any any minute, any day, I'm gonna be a victim. She gonna attack me. So you know that's putting yourself in a hard way. Hundred bucks. I got a question for you. Yes. We talking about you know riding that bus. Have you ever picked somebody on your bus? You had to drop them off. You ever picked somebody up? You had to drop them off. Yeah. Um, I think you had one for me. I know you had one. You're holding back on me. You're holding back on me, baby. Uh, no, I'm just saying that I remember being with this guy. And, you know, um, I'm, let me put this disclaimer in there as well. I think me and, <laughs> <laughs> No, I thank you for being my husband. I thank you for allowing me to be able to share. Because when we was together before, we didn't have all these experiences, but since we've been divorced for 10 years, um, you know, I didn't, you know, encounter other entanglements. That's right. That's okay. right. <laughs> so I appreciate you for allowing me to, you know, share my truth without. Um, Come clean. Come clean. <laughs> Come <Yeah>. clean. <laughs> but this guy, this particular guy, he was talking to me and I stayed at the end of this dead end road. It was a dead end. And he was talking to another young lady at the top of the road. Um, the dead end. And so something just told me that I seen his car, but I never seen it come back down. Now he talked to two young, two ladies on the same 
wrote and I guess you know she knew about me I didn't know about her and I remember that you know she was okay with it so listen it's people that are play with you know they they'll work around your schedule so every woman is she used to be in a cleanup woman and I remember so once I found out and I was able to connect the dots I got his phone and I threw it at him clipping the top of his lip but you can violent. That's being violent. I, said, I wait, did. Wait a minute. I thought I was the only victim you had. Oh, you had. Oh, go ahead. Come clean. Come no, clean. No, I'm just saying that because you already didn't set the standard, you already didn't set the environment. <laughs> now I have no respect. They, when you want to go toe to toe, babe, I'm ready. You know. And so instead of me dropping this guy, I allowed myself to stay because I was telling myself. And that was in my 30s. I was like, oh, I'm too old. You know, I don't want to get back out there. I kept making excuses for his behavior. So one day I was listening to T.D. Bishop T.D. Jakes, and he said, if you knew your worth, you would put yourself, take yourself off the carousel. You would put yourself in the case. And that was profound to me. Like, oh, my goodness. He said, when you are on the carousel, everybody coming by with their little dirty hands, you know, at the jury counter, you know, the little jury that be like in the Macy's and, you know, where the cheap jury is out there for anybody to get or uh, get access to. He said, but when you are behind the case, people have to handle you with delicacy. They have to put gloves on. So if you go into a Louis Vuitton store, if you go into any high-end stores, remember Demetrius, I told you I went to Rolex the other day. Yeah. <laughs> So when I, I thought went to smile, I thought I was gonna get lucky. <laughs> <laughs> so guess what? But I made a video because guess what? That man had on gloves. He had on gloves, and when I asked him, "Hey, what you have those gloves?" You know, and I just wanted him to reconfirm what I already knew. He said, "I want to make sure that these are exhibit. These um, pieces are exhibit from just for the exhibit, and making sure no scratches or blemishes on them." We don't want to leave any markings. So whenever the person do get them, he said, you'll get a brand new one, though. He said, these are just for the showcase. You will get a brand new one. You will not get this. Out of, you will not be able to take this particular home. So that's what I want people to know, that when you know your worth and you hold yourself up to a standard and you allow a man or a woman to handle you with delicacy, being able to say, hey, before I hit you, I hit a wall. Before I, uh, if I'm going to mistreat you, I'd rather go do X, Y, and Z. And Demetrius, once I listened to that sermon and start acting out what he was saying, that's how I was able to preserve myself for you to come back. Because at one time, I did not know my worth. So you dropped the dude off the bus. You dropped them off. I dropped them off. Nah, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. I dropped them off. So when I dropped off, I didn't, you know, not that particular time, but when I made up in my mind, it's a mindset thing too. So Demetri, when I realized that, hey, I'm the, you know, I'm the showstopper and I had to get a big ego. Like, <laughs> oh. hey, wait a minute. <laughs> I hate you. Go ahead. I'm listening. Yeah. I had to realize that I'm the showstopper. I'm the one of value. And I was like, I had my own place to stay. I had my own car and I had my own job. What was this person adding to my life? And Demetrius, he was not adding value to my life. When you look at somebody and you look at being an asset or a liability, that person was a liability because every um, every other month it was a new girl. It was a new situation. Great. So I had to go ahead and uh, hit to get to the dead. I had to go to the dead end and go ahead and drop them off. It was a dead end relationship. 
Hi, everyone. I hope you have enjoyed this episode so far. You are here with the Lee Life Experiences. And remember, if you want to get your topics discussed or get our opinion or our perspective, join us at Texas at 833-370-1608 and put relationships in the comments. Need to activate your alter ego from time to time? Well, maybe it's time to check out Dolan. Now, Dolan is an American luxury sunglass brand founded in 2017 by American designer Mr. Demetrius Lee. So many choices to choose from. The men's style will elevate your swagger and unlock some confidence that cannot be ignored. And ladies, we haven't forgotten about you. Now, when you shop the collection of designer sunglasses from Dolan, you will find finely crafted shades for every occasion. Y'all don't believe me? Just check out the website, DolanEyewear.com. That's D-O-L-L-I-N, eyewear.com. At Dylan, we just want you to see the world through a different set of lens. Shop our collection today, DylanEyewear.com. Hi, welcome back to the Lead Life Experience Podcast, and I hope you have enjoyed this so far. Listen, the first two episodes was about traumatic experiences. Then you had to heal from it. Then we talked about getting on the bus who you allowing to get on and off of your bus and now demetrius we want to try to clean it up a little bit we um are on the bus we then had some people to get on to get off um let's help them identify how do we know when it's time to get off though when it's time for us to make a u-turn and uh get on a whole or create us a whole new bus (laughs) well i can tell you one thing but i can talk myself yeah are you riding the bus for me and I see we ain't going nowhere. We just riding around the block, cutting the block, going through the neighborhood, chilling, drinking cold beer, enjoying ourselves. I'm gonna drop you off. The first corner I get to, you got to go. That's one, that's one, I don't know. Then you got a, you in a relationship that's abusive. You fighting, you trying to hang in there with them, praying they gonna quit. Ah, uh, you gotta get that bus stop in front of the police station, let them off too, right in front of the police station, drop them off in front of the police station. <laughs> and then, you know, now, now, now I'm picking, I'm picking up everybody on the bus. I got all these girls I'm picking up, different women. I'm detouring, hitting yield sign. You got fun girls on there? Yeah, I got fun girls now. We you, got freaks, you got freaks on there? I got a few of them. Yeah, <laughs> we riding around. We telling lies, making beer. They lying to me. I love you, daddy. I'm lying. I love you too, baby. We all telling lies. The whole time I know I'm lying, they know they're lying. But because I'm driving the bus, I'm going to drop you out. Now, I look in the back seat. If one girl back there still around. I said, I wonder why I ain't dropped off yet. And all I got to say, y'all, you know, that one girl riding that bus back in that back seat, still around me right now. <laughs> Looking at her right now, she's still around me, daddy. So so I say all that to say, no, you got to identify people, man, when you know they ain't good for you. It's simple. Yeah. You got to know, first thing, you got to love yourself. Yeah. And I say this all my time. If you don't love yourself, first, you can't identify that. Because you love yourself, you know your worth. Yeah. You ain't gonna let no man talk any kind of talk to you. You yeah. ain't gonna let no woman say anything to you. If you know your worth, you're good then. Love yourself. So you know how to drop them off. If you hey, if you anger and you got anger in your heart and you hate people, I mean, you're gonna get blind. You can't tell who to get off your buck or you just lock them. You gotta be in a place in your own life that you can see the light where you're going. You gotta have faith. <clears throat> you gotta know where you're going to. Even though you ain't got there. But you know you're going there. And the person around that boat with you, that is mine for the moment. You got to tell her. You can tell how he talk to you for the moment. He, he don't mean no, he ain't got no plan. He ain't got no future for you. 
He don't have no vision. That man got to get off your butt. That woman got to go. I don't. A yeah. woman ain't got a vision. Oh man, you got to get around me. I can't. I can't deal with you. I can't hang with you. You know what I'm saying? Now we in my twenties. I can ride with you. You know we can play around. When I, I hit thirty, you got to go. You know. You know it's time me to make make a move. So I, I can tell you. That's where I can tell you who on my bus to get off and on. Hundred bucks right now. You don't ride on my bus. You in that back seat riding. I got you, baby. We riding together. You get everybody no more. But the thing that I'm gonna say is that I think you mastered it when you said being able to identify who is adding value to your life. I think Demetri, this is our next episode, high value men and high value women. That yes, when ma'am. you are with an individual and when you do a list, and I know people say, Angie, you always talk about a list, you always talk about self-evaluation. You have to do your life just like it's in school. You have to. You got to check the boxes. If this person is not adding value to your life, you are the one doing it all. Why do you need dead weight in your bed? Why do you need somebody who's sitting around playing games all day, not contributing to the betterment of the movement of the household? And what I'm saying it is that if they're making money and they gaming, listen, I'm all about, Demetrius know I'm all about business. He know I'm all about business. When Demetrius and I came back together and he told me, this is what he said to me, December 2016, December 31st to be exact. And he said, uh, he started calling. When 2017 came, he said, I'm coming to California to get my wife. I'm like, nah, bro, <laughs> you're not coming to get no wife. You don't even have a wife here. He was already engaged to somebody else. The situation go on and on. But when you look at somebody that can add value to your life and being able to put the checks in the box, then you have to be able to look at and say, what do I bring? Am I putting all the pressure on him? What can I bring and add to the relationship? And then whatever you can add to the relationship, how are we going to move forward? Where do you see yourself in five years? A lot of you all are not having these kind of conversations. That's why we end up in entanglements in the bedroom. And then we wonder why we got all these soul ties. I had to get healed. When Demetrius asked me, Angie, what do you do? Number one, I had to learn forgiveness. I could not put all the pressure. Demetrius and I would not be able to be back together here happily if it wasn't for forgiveness. Demetrius couldn't forgive me. I could not forgive him. We would not be back together. Forgiveness had to take place. Really, the number one is we had a relationship with God. We built a relationship. Not just something I'm saying, but something we actively had. Demetrius had to seek God on his own. When I was praying and making a vision board, and asking like god you know i want me somebody i desire me somebody of course i didn't want to be demetrius now because i'm still remember i was traumatized i don't want demetrius but everything that i was asking god for god was letting demetrius answer it finally i said okay god i said i tell you what i'll meet demetrius in vegas no demetrius said hey angie i feel like I, we know we need to meet going on a date and we'll go in vegas i was like i'm not going anywhere with you by myself I set boundaries. I was like, remember he said, don't put yourself in harm's way. I knew at that time I was not, I was pregnant abstinence. They say don't say celibate if you didn't have um, intercourse before. So I was practicing abstinence. And because I was, I knew that I could not go in a hotel room with a man by myself behind closed doors. Some of you all, y'all don't have any boundaries. You are just 
going in relationships, you enter entering on false pretenses, and you wondering why things are the way they are. Because number one, you haven't identified what it is you want. Demetrius and I already knew what it is that we want. I knew I wanted a business-oriented man. I knew this. In order for me to move forward with business, I need somebody who understand, understood the dynamic of a relationship. Yeah, you can kind of mold certain people, but people who are not willing to grow, you know, it's not going to move forward. So, Demetrius, can you just touch on a little bit about outgrowing people, and then that'll be a reason why we let them off the bus. Outgrowing them? Yeah. Yeah, you, you might start with somebody, y'all on the same level at the time. Okay, just say both of y'all want an apartment. Get your own place, apartment. Both of y'all want a nice, regular car. Both of y'all want to just go on a little vacation. But two years from now, one of y'all want a house now. One of y'all want a business. One of y'all want to invest in stock. One of y'all want to go to Africa. You don't want to go two hours. You want to leave the country. But the other one, nah, nah, I'm fine where I'm at. I like my apartment. I like my little car. I like going to the beach three hours away. Now that's a problem. Somebody going to another level, the other one stayed at level one. Somebody went to level two. So I mean, you gonna outgrow them. You know, you gonna outgrow them, but hey, look at him. Don't you knock nobody for that. And don't, I mean, what I'm saying is him, the person at level one, don't knock this person because he went with level two. At level two, don't knock the person, he won't stay at level one. You just thank God that both of y'all live and you're happy, but you, but you know, you outgrow them, but, I ain't gonna talk about the person because they want to stay there. That's what they want to do. Because some people are happy. Everybody designed, you know, to keep going up like that. They stay with that. Some people like they designed to be a boss man. They designed to be an employee. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You know, I'm an employee right now, but I won't be a boss man. Angel won't be a boss woman. So we on the same page. But some people like being an employee. Ain't nothing wrong with it. So. I just feel like that's how growing people to me. That's what I'm saying. You you going to another level in your life. The other person don't want to go. And the right you put them down, but it ain't right for you to study either. It's time to go. <laughs> I got to move. I got to move on. That's what I just going <laughs> to say. Well, if it ain't right for you to put them down, how do you know when it's time to get them off the bus? Hey, I just told you. I don't want to. They want to. They want to ride the bus around the corner and park in the parking lot and play the PlayStation. Man, I'm trying to go. I'm trying to go across the country with him. You know what I'm saying? It's time to go. But you know, I I can't judge nobody because they don't want to move up in life. Because some people that it need to stay with that. Yeah, it fit them better that way. I think you put people in such a situation they ain't ready to go there. They gonna cause a problem. Kind like you told me, like I put you in that house out there. You you stayed in the trailer. You were happy down the trailer. You said you were satisfied that yeah. that house meant the word to me, but it didn't mean nothing to you. I put you in a situation that you want to be in. But a couple of years later, you're ready to be there. So that's why I say you can't put nobody down because they don't want to go, but you, they can't get mad at you because you got to go. I'll put the go. Yeah. So that's what I mean by growing somebody. How you feel about it? How you look at it? <clears throat> well, uh, I think you gave some great examples, and I think that's perfect. <laughs> I think, no, I'm saying, because, you know, at the time when we first got married, I was in my early 20s. Trailer Park is all I knew. So that was home to me. You know, I told you only until I went to a therapist and I'm caught in between. You know, I love you. And I felt like I was in love with, you know, somebody else. And I felt like I was in a situation. And, you know, the, the worst case scenario is I had to go ahead and release you. It was not fair for me to make you stay in a situation, keep you on standby while I go and experience this other life out here. It wasn't fair. So I had a mental breakdown behind it. And because I did, the therapist told me, she said, what's the worst thing can happen right now? I said, I have to move back to the trailer park. And then she asked, 
why is it that so bad since that's where you come from? And I told her, I said, because he didn't expose me to the suburbs. He didn't get built me a nice two-story home. Now I went from being in a community and people asking, can they borrow sugar to everybody being independently? Demetrius, that's a mental, you know, upgrade. You have to be able to have a mind adjustment. My mind was not adjusted because I was hanging around the same people that was just like that. I imagine question. What you're saying there, when we you first time we split up, yeah. you say you drop I dropped you off the bus, you dropped me off. How you wanna look at it? Yeah. But you notice your lifestyle changed. Mm-hmm. My lifestyle never changed. No. Cause they you what I'm saying, you wanted to be there on that lifestyle. I didn't want to live like that no more, what you want to live like. But you realize you say you let on, you realize, shit, you want a lifestyle where I was. That's what you wanted. That's what I'm saying. But I'm saying I did, wouldn't have known to dream that for myself because I never was exposed to it. How do you dream a bigger dream when this is all you see? The trailer park was all I knew. I didn't know anything about a house. You know, we had lived in a house in the country, but I didn't know how to, to put that on a picture for me. I didn't know. I went, I went to become a nurse later in as a second career. I worked in the mill, my aunties worked in the mill, my mom worked in the mill, my uncle worked in the mill. I did exactly what I saw. Well, so, I'm going to tell you, go ahead, go ahead. I'm just only saying that when you start imitating, and because you had exposed me, then now I need to put myself in position to be able to get there for myself. So that's the reason why when, when the lady, white lady did, Miss um, Jill introduced me to nursing, I knew I could afford that lifestyle that I was once introduced to. I couldn't do it, or I felt like I couldn't do it when I was around in the meal. I didn't feel like I could do it at the time. No, I'm going to say, you know, I said I was riding the bus. But one important part of my life, everyone, some people know what I'm talking about. I was riding that bus at a young age now. I'm talking about when I was about 25 riding on the bus. You know, I picked you up there. So we got married, blah, 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 blah. But I got off the bus. And I got on a train. I got on a train, and, and people know what I'm talking about. I started operating a train. I drove a train for a living. Worked on the railroad, and I got one of the older men. And the lifestyle they showed me what I can be. He said you can stay here where you grew up at, or this job can take you right here where you need to go. That's how I knew where I wanted to go at the time with you. I knew where I wanted to go. Them, them men showed me a picture, a vision that I said, like you said, I didn't know I can get that. I thought I had to stay in a little small house. And you know, the little neighborhood. I didn't know I can go in a suburb with a big, big neighborhood and roll, roll like that. But you know, it's all who you. What I'm about to say, who, it's all who you get around. So, you, if you got a bus and you driving around town, you better have some good people on your bus. Cause you got the wrong people, they're gonna take you down a detour, and you might not never come back from it. So that's what I feel like, honey bunch. All right. Well, I feel like as, as we come into a close, I want to be able to tell everybody, thank you so very much for, thank you so very much for tuning in, uh, and hope this episode help you identify some of your strength, some of your weakness, some of the things that you know it's gonna be some hard decision, but it has to be done. If you want to grow, it's just like weed. If you don't pick the weed out the garden, you will never ever be able to go and reach your full potential until you be able to make those hard decisions. So Demetrius, how are you going to close us? I don't want to say everybody who listen to this podcast and you got you driving your bus. I mean, when I say driving your bus, you're in control of your own life. When you pick somebody up, you might have to drop them off. There ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with it. And, and somebody who riding the bus and you get dropped off, ain't nothing wrong with it. I mean, you're a bad person. I mean, y'all two don't, don't mush together, mesh together. Just get out the bus and get on another bus. 
told to do over another door. That's how it works. But you're going to have to make decisions. You know where you want to go, and the person visioning, it ain't messing with your vision. Hey, drop them off. Hey, pat them on the back of the head. Tell them, look at man. Give them $20. Tell them it's a, it's a good coffee shop around the corner. Give them a cup of coffee. I'll get them a, a cupcake and keep it, hit the gas. Start riding. That's how I want to close it off on the button. All right. Enjoy your day. Hi, everyone. I hope you have enjoyed this episode so far. You are here with the Lee Life Experiences. And remember, if you want to get your topics discussed or get our opinion or our perspective, join us at Texas at 833-370-1608 and put relationships in the comments. Need to activate your alter ego from time to time? Well, maybe it's time to check out Dolan. Now, Dolan is an American luxury sunglass brand founded in 2017 by American designer Mr. Demetrius Lee. So many choices to choose from. The men's style will elevate your swagger and unlock some confidence that cannot be ignored. And ladies, we haven't forgotten about you. Now, when you shop the collection of designer sunglasses from Dolan, you will find finely crafted shades for every occasion. Y'all don't believe me? Just check out the website, DolanEyewear.com. That's D-O-L-L-I-N-Eyewear.com. At Dolan, we just want you to see the world through a different set of lens. Shop our collection today, DolanEyewear.com.